0: And verse 27, as a human body, says, Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. The key word here for, in this verse is that uh, particular. God adds each member, He doesn't add a group. You may add a group, but they're all added one at a time by the Lord. So the church, you are the body of Christ and members in particular. I like that word particular because that's exactly how God deals with us. Still in 1 Corinthians, let's turn back to chapter 3. Back to chapter 3, and we see in verse 9. For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. 1 Peter 5.2 calls us a flock. We're all his sheep. He knows his sheep. His sheep knows him. And he is his sheep. To a particular body, where they can worship together, where they can grow, and we are thankful that God is the one that adds to the body. Sometimes we add ourselves, and that never works out. First uh, Peter chapter five and verse two says, "Feed the flock of God, which is among you, taking the oversee thereof." Not by constraint, but willingly; not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. This is talking to the pastor. Pastors should never uh, move to another church because that other church has more to offer. Uh, God tells us in First Peter, First Peter chapter two and verse five. He says. Ye also are lively stones, are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifice acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. So as we speak this morning on the spiritual dwelling place of God, this Sunday morning, the only word that a member of this church can worship God acceptably is in the church where God has placed him or her. We first notice the architect, the one who designed the church. The architect designs the building. He makes all the plans. He draws the blueprint. If the plans are in the architect's mind, he draws them, his plans. His plan shows the contractor where every place of material goes. That means that if God saved you and you allowed God to place you into his building, he has a position for you that only you can fulfill. Some of them will be active positions. Some will be prior warriors. Some will be encouragers. But God placed you in the building if you fit in this building, God puts you there. And believe me, when God adds you to the church, you will fit. The architect text shows the kind of quality of material to be used. Nothing, nothing left to chance or whims of the workman, the pastor or any member, should never try to talk somebody into joining this church. You encourage them. You encourage them to come to church. You encourage them to come and listen. And when they do that, if it's God's will for them to be a part of this particular body, he will work on their heart, and they will know what Alishadda, this is where God wants me. And if God adds you to it, He has a job for you. He has a place for you. And one of the greatest positions every member are to hold, and that is being a prior warrior, being a prior warrior. One of the names that I read off today, she, in her estimation, she said, I am... Bisexual. She said, will you pray that God will take that from me? That God will save me? And that God will add me to the kind of church that he wants me? Now you take that as a grain of salt. I don't know whether she's sincere or not. But I do know one thing, church. If God saves us, you won't be buying no more. That I do know. And if you don't know that, you need to study your Bible because homosexuality and all of these other perverted sins are against God's word, and God does not save them without taking that sin away from them. When we read 1 Corinthians, Chapter 12, Notes with me please, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 18, God said, But now have God set the members, every one of them in the body, as it has pleased him. As it has pleased him. And if they were all one member, where were the body? But now, are they many members, yet but one body? Scriptural dwelling place of God. Moses was warned to build the tabernacle according to the plans that God gave him. God had a plan for the tabernacle, he had a plan for the temple, and he has a plan for his church. We need to be faithful, we need to pray, we need to ask God to do what only he can do, but we need to do our part. We need to pray for the lost. You got a friend that is lost, that is seeking a church, you need to make that a matter of prayer every day that you would single that individual out between you and God and pray that God would save them and if it be God's will, that he would add them to the body of Ammon Road Baptist Church. Now, in the book of Exodus, the book of Exodus chapter 25, we're talking about the tabernacle that Moses was... Uh, was to build. It says here in Exodus 25 and in verse 40. Notice with me. And look that thou make them after their pattern which was showed thee in the mount. Talking to Moses. Talking to everyone that's going to have a part. He showed them How the tabernacle was to be built. The most, one of the most expensive buildings that was ever built. It was built under the direction of God. The temple was built under the direction of God. The local church was built under the direction of God. God furnished the material, He fits them together. Everything that His local church needs, God will put to that. God is the architect of his own house. God made the specifications back in eternity. Everything about his house was determined and settled upon. The number of stones, when they would be added, where they would come from, exactly. See, when God adds you to a body, you fit. You build a house, you a brick layer, the bricks fit. You build a stone house, a stone fence. I used to watch Brother Bobby Wall. he built rock fences. And I was amazed how Brother Bobby would pick up this rock and lay it down and pick up that rock, maybe move four or five rocks. I was thinking to myself, man, they're all rocks. But he was the builder. And when he got finished, the right rock went where it is. You can see that. You can see that our stones, the flagpole, God does things, and when you follow the Lord, it fits. But if you go at it in yourself, you're in trouble. The church is in trouble. It's God's church. It is God that fits each person because this is going to be the dwelling place of God. God is the architect, as we said, of his own house. God made specific how he wanted it. Everything about his house was determined and settled upon. The number of stones, where they would be added, where they should come from, God makes no mistake. If God adds you to the body, you're fit. Don't be drawing pains, but God makes no mistake. When the plans are drawn, the material may be scattered all over the place. Lumber in the forest, stones in the quarry, brick and mortar still in the soil. We can easily say the stones for God's house are human beings. They are in the quarry of the human nature without any shape or beauty. But when God takes soul, and He places body, when they have heard the word of them repentance and under the t- till they knew the spirit of men, they come in and they fit. It feels like I've been here forever. Feels like I was born in this church. When God adds you, you fit. We're not saying that you agree with everything. I didn't agree with everything that Brother Bill taught or how he taught it. But what Brother Tom Sutherland and I have uh, learned, we learned a lot more from that man than we thought we did. See, when the Word of God is preached, you sit under the preaching. Down the road, you can say, I remember. I remember. One of the things that Brother Sutherland and I both learn and when we're talking, we'll come up with the same thing, that railroad track. God's side, man's side, Brother Vance needs to stay right in the middle. We note briefly the contract. In Matthew, the 16th chapter, see, we we got to understand that uh, things happen we don't quite figure out. Why did it take place? But in Matthew, the 16th chapter and the 18th verse, he said, I say also unto thee that thou, Peter, And upon this rock I will build my church. Now, the first thing you've got to understand, the rock is not Peter. Peter is a little pebble. The rock is Jesus Christ. He said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever shalt loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. Now, we go back a few verses to uh, Matthew 16, uh, you know, here, and let's go up to verse 16. And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood have not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. See, I don't care how eloquent you are with the scriptures. The ability you have to make the blind man see. If anybody's going to be saved, God's got to do it. We are merely instruments. And he adds to his church. by He makes them alive. He grants them repentance. He grants them faith. And he saves them. And adds them to his kind of church. It's his church. Now, he said, And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter. You're Peter. You're a small pebble. But upon this rock being himself, I will build my church. Now, we know that if you're going to build a house, it don't just happen. It starts out step by step by step. God builds his church. He doesn't always save and add who we think he should. But he knows what each individual body needs. And if God adds you to the body, he will cause you to become flexible. And as you learn, you become more strong in the faith. See, he builds his church But he implores human workers, but the power is his. That's exactly what happened in the temple when Sir Rezobald was commissioned to build the ancient temple. God chose the man, but God had the material. God saved. Any church building done in the power and energy of the flesh is useless. It's useless. Notice with me in Psalms. Psalms 127. God said in verse 1, except the Lord, labor in vain, that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, watchmen, waiteth but in vain. It's in vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, and to eat the bread of sorrow of his beloved sleep. Now, lo, children are a heretics of the Lord said, it's changed the subject. Oh, no. In this particular, he's still talking about the house he built. Because he said, except, a house, except the Lord build a house, they labor in vain. They build it, except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh, but in vain. Lo, children are heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. See, we got to be born physically, but we also got to be born spiritually, and no spiritual birth can happen without the Spirit of God. As ours are in the hands of a mighty man, so are the children of the youth. Now we can apply this teaching to the family but we also can apply it to the church or the family of God because he starts out with, except the Lord build a house, they labor in vain. Unless we do it God's way, the house will not stand. I'm sad every time I leave my house and go to the city of Carlisle. A lady lost her house in the flood. And they have built her a house on a hill. Listen to me. With nothing but two befores. How long do you think that house is going to last? There's no foundation. That's why a lot of times... We see people come to the church and we see people leave the church. There's no foundation. The foundation has got to be the word of God. Got to be the word of God. This would eliminate many so-called churches from being his church because some have human contractors and some are built by fleshly energy. God, when he builds the church, it is there when he raptures it up. Now let us notice the building itself. First of all, we notice its nature first. 1 Peter 2.5. Notice here. 1 Peter 2 and verse 5. God said, Ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house. Now let's stop right here. Ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house. To be a lively stone, that means the person's got to be alive. Spiritually alive. And God only adds saved people to the church. Or built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. It is not so much you like what I preach or you like Way so and so sang, or you like the way so and so plays the piano, but does God approve? Because the church is built, according to what I read here, you know, that uh, ye also as lively stones, lively a- or blood-paced What for? to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. He said, Wherefore also it is contained in the scriptures, Behold, I lay in Zion a cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confound. Jesus is that cornerstone. And when we believe on him being the chief cornerstone, we will not be sorry. This means it is a built of men who have had a spiritual birth. If a lost man tries to build a church, he will fill it with lost members. Because he will not preach the truth, because God will not give him the truth. That's why that sometimes I've asked God, you know, I've studied two or three days, and when I walk in this building on a Sunday morning, he takes it from me. And I ask myself, why do you do that, Lord? God knows what you need. I don't. So when we follow the leadership of the Spirit of God, same way with being a parent. You don't know what's the best choices for your children. You may think you do, but God does. Because God said, bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. You teach them the word of God. They may not listen. They may laugh at you. But your job is to teach them. And God's job is to do what he decides to do with it. When he decides. This house has two foundations. It has a personal foundation. Christ. When what He said. Look at 1 Corinthians. When we look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 11, For other foundations can no man lay than that is laid which is Jesus Christ. Now if any man build upon a foundation of gold, silver, precious stone, wood, hay, stubble, every man's works shall be made manifest For the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. I believe we can say that God brings fire in our life to see if we are really what we say we are. Are we going to turn and run from God when something happens that we don't like? When something terrible happens to our family? God is still in control. Matthew, Matthew sixteen eighteen. verse we all know by, he says, And I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, there's many religious organizations that says that, you know, thou art Peter, that the church was built upon Peter, he was acknowledging that thou art Peter, and upon this rock being himself, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. He has a doctrinal foundation, the apostles and prophets. We don't have to wonder what doctrine we should preach. We God tells us what doctrine to preach and what doctrine that we need to hold forth in the Word of God. So, as we do that, we see here in Ephesians chapter 2, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 20, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitted, framed together, groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are built together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. The sinner leaves himself, ceases to hope in himself and hopes in Christ. There's a need to exhort men to come to Christ in this way. Come to Christ. but I'm afraid that so many of us said, you need to join the church, everything will be fine. The church is for saved people. Lost people are welcome. Lost people are encouraged but only saved people can be a member because only saved people can comprehend the Spirit of God as the Word is preached. The cornerstone is Jesus Christ. No building without a cornerstone. It holds the walls together. The doctrine, the foundation, the material, are all tied, are all tied together in Christ. See, he is—he's what holds this church together. He is the one that keeps it from falling. Now, when we put too much confidence in ourselves, or put too much confidence in something else. We're headed for trouble. The structure on the way it is built, the stones come to Christ. You know, we want members. I pray if we got lost people in the church this morning that God would save you, would lead you to become a member of the Edmund Road the Church. God will do that if you have a desire. You know, in First Peter, in First Peter chapter 2 and verse 4, it said, To whom's coming as unto lively stones, dishollowed in deed of men, but chosen of God and precious. I want to look at this little word here, dishollowed. You know what you got to do? You got to hollow yourself. You got to take all the self out of that and put God in it. It's not what I want. What does God want? What is God's leadership? These stones come by being drawn unto him. I'm going to read you two verses. In the book of John, chapter 12. John chapter 12 and verse 32. John, the 12th chapter. When we look at this, we see John twelve thirty-two. And I, if I be lifted up from the earth... Will draw all men unto me. It is God that draws you out of darkness and puts you into light. It is God that gives you a change of mind, a change of heart, and a change of action. Now, still in the book of John, let's go back to chapter 6. John 6 and verse 44. I want you to read this now. No man can come to me except the Father which hath sent me draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. Every child of God has been drawn out of darkness, into the light. There is no forcing. Man is made willing by God's power. When all of my family started going to Grace Baptist, they wanted me to, I said, "Nah, that's not for me. Not for me. But I kept going to church and didn't know why. Because I said, I'm, Never be back. Sunday morning I went, and I said, well, that's my life's time. Services started at 630, and here me and my wife was again yeah. until God got me right where he wanted me. And he grew me out of darkness and saved my unworthy soul. God does that. Amen. God does that. The outward means of drawing is the gospel. The gospel is the dynamic or the dynamite in the hands of the spirit. You can tell them how great heaven is. You can tell them there will be no more illness, no sickness, no pain, no anything. But until God takes the word of God that you've heard and the spirit bears witness with your spirit and you see yourself, you know, As we close, we notice lastly that the occupant of this spiritual house, God, who is a spirit, has built himself a house to live in. To live in. We need to understand that this building out here at 1524 Amberman Park Belongs to God. In Acts chapter 7 and verse 48, God said, Howbeit the Most High dwelleth not in temple made with hands, as saith the prophet, Heaven is my throne, earth is my footstool, What house will he build me, saith the Lord? Or what is the place of my rest? Hath not my hands made all these things? The house is for us. That's where God sees fit to meet. There's two things that are really important. We've got to have the word and we've got to have the spirit. Now, sometimes it's just the word. It's a real dry preaching. And and the other times, it's so much excitement that you're just all beside yourself. But you've got to have right down the middle. As the Holy Spirit leads the man of God to preach, today's message may be just for you. You enjoyed it, but you already knew all this, see? But then, as you take it with you, the Spirit of God may show you things you thought you knew, you thought you understand. Just a couple more verses, we'll let you go. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 19. What, knowing not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. This body belongs to God. I can preach for another hour on how God wants us to treat His body that the Spirit is living in. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, God says here, 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 16, God asks a question here as we close, what a dreamin' had the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. You know, I often wonder how Christians, how can they live with themselves if they're saved and the Spirit of God lives in them and they take the Spirit of God inside of a place that we shouldn't be in. We just said, Now, God, you stay out here. I'm going in somewhere you wouldn't approve. No. You disgrace the Spirit of God by taking that temple in a place that God would not want you to. As we close, He tells us, He tells us, six. 16. And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God, as God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Because of what's in verse 16, God said, Wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. And I will receive you. It's God that received me. I didn't receive him until he received me. He approves of me. And then he drew me by the Spirit. So nobody's telling me what to do. If you're a child of God, he will. Or he'll work on you to make you wish you had him. Remember, God is a God of love, but God chastens those that he loves. Slowly the pianist's